Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of the New Story Podcast with me, Rebecca Conran, Certified Life and Wellness Coach, Astrologer, and Energy Practitioner. And today we are looking at the energy report for the 15th through the 21st of January, 2024. The date I'm recording this is Saturday, January the 13th. What a time it is right now. It is, uh, as we've mentioned many times before, very anxiety riddled moment, very stressful moment. Um, There's all kinds of energies coming in. It's a time to be extremely protective of one's um, health and physical body and physical energy to really just spend time in privacy of your own energy when you can, just resetting the clock for yourself. Um, It's also important to just be spending time with people who are on the same vibration as you. It's very easy to get dragged down into a lower vibration right now because there's plenty of it available. There's plenty of it hanging around. Uh, Last Monday, I had noted that it was going to be a confusing kind of tense uh, energy. I certainly felt that way. Um, I took my own advice and I had to revert back to my notes and check out what I had said. And the advice I had given with the Neptune energy was to watch movies, listen to music, kind of absorb, uh, or, um, yeah, absorb more of the creative elements, uh, available to us for daydreaming and, um, and, future kind of visualizing instead of going into a fear space. But this Pluto and Capricorn final degrees, this is such a tenuous time. And the Sagittarius Mercury doesn't help. It hasn't been helping. And that's because we see a lot of people out there thinking they fucking know everything. They know what's right. Just um, impulsively acting um, on their beliefs, their truth, and their truth, of course, is subjective, or it is based on their desires or their fears. And uh, it's a really painful time in the world. It's a really painful time. I don't think I have in my lifetime as an adult, I'm 40 years old now. um, I remember protesting the Iraq war, and I did feel very um, at the time of that, uh, it's 20 years ago, I felt, I did feel a sense of, um, frustration at just feeling like you have no control over the events that are taking place, what's happening. And so now we're being, and and I think especially in America, um, you know, just not having access to basic things, um, which of course many other countries experience this around the world, but not having access to certain rights, you know, that there are so many homeless people and that there are, um, such a low minimum wage and that people don't have health care and people don't have access to education and all of these things that it just feels so painful to see these, really just rich people's warmongering going on and the innocent casualty of life. And I think this is such a period in time where more than ever, more of us in the populace are 
pained by these choices. And again, I really think that this period of Pluto into Aquarius that we're entering into, that this is a big week for that because it's the last week. Um, we will actually have a little retrograde moment at the end of the year, but we are, you know, this is, this is us really saying goodbye to this energy this year and really activating that new era of revolution and freedom. And the last time that we experienced this energy of Pluto and Aquarius was during the French and American revolutions. And that says a lot. That really says a lot. And what had happened then was people grew very, very tired of, you know, a bourgeois um, class of people who were happy to hoard their wealth and, you know, keep their power at the um, expense of other people, of human life. And now more than ever with the amount of information that we can share, um, this is, this is, we're driving into a wall, you know, as a collective and something we'll have to give. Um, and so all of this energy this week, I think it, it just creates a lot of anxiety and a lot of strain on people in a very behind the scenes way. You know, we don't really... We might not be, of course, we're living life. We have, we have so many other things to deal with that it's maybe not on the forefront of our minds, but it's there. It's in the background. It's in the background of everything we scroll on phones and news and it's, it's there. And, um, I think it is very important to stop and think about. And as we discussed last week, it's very important to stop and visualize the world that you want to see, not just from a place of your fears of what you hope the world won't be, but of what you really want to see for humanity, what your intention is as a human to participate in humanity. Um, and I don't mean some sort of like savior idea you know, of, and then this comes and saves everybody. I think just thinking in terms of, um, you know, these small changes that we can all make or just envisioning being unified with your neighbors, being unified in your community, um, what that would feel like, you know, we don't have to know how it's all going to come together. We just need to be focused on the intention of how we want that energy to feel in the body. What does the energy of unity feel in the body? Um, I can tell you when I started to first practice my energy work and I was learning how to become an energy healer, um, of course, a lot of it was based on learning how to work with energy that didn't feel good and painful energy. Um, because that's a lot of the energy that, um, I was coming up against and, and experiencing in the world. But, uh, I, I started to really learn to work with energy because I got sober. And when I got sober, I really started to feel how much energy I was actually able to feel what I was actually able to be tuned into that I had been numb to when I was drunk all the time or taking drugs. 
Um, so when I got sober, I started to learn how to work with energy in a way that I could help myself and to not feel bogged down and, and immerse in suffering my own and, and other pe- people's. And I remember one time I went to a concert and, um, and there was a popular song that the band played and everybody knew this song. And when it came on, there was just such an influx. You could just feel everybody in the room just enjoy. Everybody loves this song and everybody was just so excited to hear this song from the band. And, and I can remember how that felt in my body. And that's the kind of intentional work that we need to be doing is this deep, remembrance of what joy feels like, what it feels like to unify with others through our creative, positive um, charge as well. All right, so we're looking at the energy report for the 15th to the 21st. This is a big, big week, as we've discussed. Um, And I want you to just take a moment to take some deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. And really do this with me. You know, I record this podcast as a gift to others. And if you're participating in this podcast, you're listening, you're tuning into my energy, you're tuning into other people's energy, then we should be responsible enough to take some deep breaths to ground ourselves so that the energy that we are passing along as we connect into this channel is serious (laughs) and cared for. Um, and we've put thought into it and we've said the energy that I want to share here, I want it to be of the utmost highest vibration, the energy that I share with others. And I don't want to drag in all of the other stuff. I want to just be here on this podcast with others. So even just listening in, you're here with me, you're tuning into my energy through my voice. And so setting that intention through your breath to be grounded and to share of the highest parts of yourself as you're listening. So just setting that intention to share of the highest parts of yourself, the most loving, compassionate, the clearest, the most uh, ethereal, and just taking some nice deep breaths into that intention for our podcast. This is really our shared space. I'm not just alone here with you. And I take it very seriously to keep my own energy clean and clear. And I don't uh, work when I don't feel that I have the energy to give. But as a human being, it's also important that as I receive energy from the connection, that the intention be positive for me as well. So let's just take a moment here to set a a positive intention for our shared experience, that this be the sharing of the highest vibration of us, and that we remain grounded, pushing into your feet, feeling your feet, being in your body, connecting to the earth, paying attention, listening, and being focused and present with us here. And even though I don't hear you when I'm on this podcast, I feel you. 
So we're putting in the energy and the time here to just make sure that this shared experience is one that is pleasurable for all of us. All right, so we start on Monday the 15th. We've got the sun, sextile, Neptune, and the moon, which are both in Pisces. And we've got the moon conjunct Neptune at uh, the 26th degree of Pisces. You know, last week when Neptune was in the mix, it was Mercury and I think it was square. Let me just check my notes. Yeah, Mercury was square Neptune and that was like a tough energy. It was pretty restless and rough. And, you know, I think that uh, the best way to work with this Neptune energy, and as we discussed, it's a lot about the past. It's a lot about what goes on behind the veil. Um, it's karma. It's, um, very deeply connected to the ethers and not all of that is positive. We really need to make sure that we focus and stay present so that we are connected to the loving vibrations and not just the fear vibrations. Because as I was talking about last week, our ancestors are not all transformed into their highest parts of themselves either. Some of those energies that hang around and some that are embodied still and alive, our parents, our community, our our society, um, a lot of that energy, those voices, they're not always like for our highest and best, are they? Sometimes they're just completely disruptive. Their belief systems are totally archaic. And so we have to really be present enough to go, this is not what I want to perpetuate. This is a, this is not the belief system. These are not the highest energies I could connect in with. And we need to be very um, conscious of our behavior during these Neptune transits because on one hand, we try to numb out. We try to, we feel extra sensitive. So we try to stifle our emotions instead of feeling our emotions. Um, and then we inadvertently let in you know, things we don't want to because of our unconscious behavior. So Neptune transits are always a time to focus on sobriety, 100%. Um, And that doesn't mean everybody needs to be sober all the time. I mean, I definitely recommend it, but that doesn't mean that it's that you can't ever imbibe or whatever. That might not be an issue at all for you. But Neptune days are days when we shouldn't rely on those kinds of uh, numbing things because it doesn't help. It really overloads us even more. And what we're trying to do, right, is get a salve, a medicine for the oversensitivity. And then actually what we end up doing is deepening the sensitivity a hundredfold even. So what I did last week, and I was irritated around this Neptune energy. And I've talked about my working with my ancestors and my irritation at them sometimes. And and some of my ancestors are lovely and some of them are, um, need to be put in their place in terms of, uh, I don't need their advice. I don't need them getting involved. And so that's part of this karmic history. You know, sometimes we really need to be bold about that and say, this is not that time. I am not here to progress on the ideas, the beliefs, and the um, intentions of others. I'm here to do what I feel called to do. And if it, if it aligns with 
someone else's intentions, that's great. But this is, uh, my lifeline. And, um, that's something we really need to tap into around this Neptune energy. And I think we're getting a lot of work done with Neptune and Pisces because it's at home. You know, it's at home in this energy. So I think we're really getting a lot of karmic work done. And that's why everything feels so, um, it feels so sensitive in the world right now. We really are recognizing our patterns as societies. That doesn't mean that our leadership is recognizing it or taking responsibility, but it definitely feels like the populace is on a trajectory of more self-awareness and not less self-awareness. So last week, what I did is, um, I watched some movies. I watched Interstellar. I watched Contact and I really was, it, it was like, I really wanted to connect with the infinite a little more, the universe, the wonders of the universe. Um, and I wanted to philosophize a little bit on life. And so instead of feeling dragged down by the intensity of the energy, I decided to go into a place of being able to think about things that I want to think about, you know, thinking about our creative capabilities, thinking about what the universe is trying to communicate to us, what alien life would try to communicate to us. Um, And really it all comes back to just that idea of unity and oneness. So I would recommend that if the energy feels intense on Monday, listen to music, beautiful music, immerse yourself in it. Watch some really incredible movies about space or about um, humanity, nature, things like that. And not things that are, you know, trashing, (laughs) things that are revering. Um, The the, uh, degree for... Monday's conjunction between the moon and Neptune is 26 degrees Pisces. Let me see. Let me, let me pull that up. And it's called the Aurora Borealis feeling, hearing, tasting the power of spirit in action, half mesmerized and half supercharged to get everybody in on it somehow, perhaps retreating to more traditional versions of the infinite path. If frightened by a lack of understanding coming back communing with the mysteries and absolutely at home within those places that others find strange. The inside becomes all, the outside virtually transparent to the light within. So this is a really great day to, um, and that's from the book Inside Degrees by Elias Lonsdale. It's about the each degree of, of astrology, and I like to use it as a reference. Um, sometimes it's a little bit can be confusing, but great things to ponder on. So on this day, the Aurora Borealis, you know, when we think of that, we think, well, this is scientific, right? Those lights, there's a scientific explanation of it. And then there's just this magnificent mystery of the beauty of it, um, and the timing and the why of it, you know, and some of those questions are amazing just to ponder. We don't need to create the answers. We need to immerse ourselves in that wonder and that mystery and that beauty, And so that's something to focus our energy on on Monday, the 15th. Tuesday, the 16th, we've got the moon squaring Mars. This is more of a tense energy. This is more of a time when it's 
not a great time to be on the roads driving and things like that. We really don't want to engage people who are already looking frustrated and stressed out. Um, Mars, our action, it's, it's incompatible with how we feel. So it could be a day when you don't want to be at work and you don't want to be doing anything. And however you can care for yourself or communicate what you need and take care of yourself through that. Um, don't over caffeinate, don't push yourself too hard, you know, listen to how you feel. And, um, sometimes you're going to have to act from that place instead of from your action, because somehow our action and our feelings, they're incompatible on this day. There's a, there's a rub going on between them. So we need to pay attention to what that is and act accordingly. The next uh, major transit is going to be the 18th, uh, which is Thursday, and we've got Mercury sextile Saturn. Mercury is our mind, our communication. Saturn is self-authority, practice, um, restrictions, discipline. And so, you know, I think this is positive. Oh, and one other thing I forgot to discuss. On Monday, of course, we've got Mercury re-entering Capricorn. And... Um, we were in Capricorn. We retrograded during the Mercury retrograde. Then we went direct again. We went through Sagittarius, Mercury and Sagittarius. Some of the tension we've been feeling that know-it-all fucking self-righteous bullshit or just people going headlong into their own beliefs and doing whatever the fuck they want. That's very final degrees of Mercury and Sagittarius. Um, but now when Mercury re-enters Capricorn on Monday, it sobers up our minds, our thoughts, our communication. It gets to the point. It's very goal oriented. It's more detached. Um, we're, um, a little bit more down to earth. We are more capable of self-control in terms of our thoughts and, and our communication, and there's a reservedness to our how we communicate, which can be helpful with just this intensity of change that we're experiencing. So this is earth energy to help us get mentally focused and organized and to really use this as a time to gain control over this um, fantastic creative tool we all have, which is our minds. So with that energy in mind, um, on Thursday, we've got Mercury sextile Saturn. And of course, Saturn is the natural ruler of Capricorn. And so this is a day for good judgment, for sober thoughts. Um, good discussions could happen on this day. It's a great day to be um, working on real estate or business and things like that. Um, it's a good day for contracts. Um, so, you know, I would say if you have some stuff to work on that's goal oriented, some list making, some, you know, um, focused work that you need some mental endurance for, um, maybe even start your taxes or something around this energy. Uh, this is a good day for it. Although keep in mind in the background, we got this Pluto shift happening and we're edging closer towards the end of, uh, Capricorn season. And so Capricorn season, the sun in Capricorn, along with Pluto in Capricorn, it means we are, may have a hard time not identifying with, um, that need for control, 
um, in the way that we've been experiencing it up until now. The, the 29th degrees, they're the anoretic degrees, the final degrees, the release degrees. It's where everything comes into fullness. And um, for my, for my uh, ovary-having <laughs> listeners out there, um, this experience is, you know, to me, it's very similar to when you're in that premenstrual moment and there's, you're just waiting, you're waiting for, uh, for the, for this moment to break. And there's an, an incredible amount of tension and you really can't control it and everything's coming to the surface and it's, some of it's out of your control, what you're sharing, but it might not, none of it's maybe not true what you're sharing. Um, it's really a full moon type moment. Um, and so this whole end of the week is a time to be extremely compassionate and gentle with oneself and really clear the schedule. Do you know what I mean? Like clear off the schedule. This is probably not the most socially effective time. It's not a very joyful time. It's a very intense time and that's okay. Um, so really take the time to do what you need to do and, uh, and take care of yourself. Friday the 19th, we've got Venus squaring Neptune and we've got Mercury trining Jupiter. So Venus square Neptune, Venus is, um, our ability to feel loved, to be loving. It has a lot to do with our aesthetics. Um, and so square Neptune can bring up insecurity you know, insecurity that we are carrying on from our ancestors, from the past, from what we've been taught, um, karmic insecurity, um, and, and fear around resources, having enough. So that may rear up, but with Mercury trining Jupiter, Mercury is in Capricorn, of course, and it's trining Jupiter in, uh, which is in Taurus there. You can plan for the future. You can be optimistic, um, it's a great time for generosity. You may get some good news. It's so important to fight through the fears that come up and not let them um, make us shift gears on who we intrinsically are, the, which is loving, evolving, intelligent beings. So sure, we must acknowledge our fears, acknowledge our insecurities, and they're there. They're real. We really have these experiences. We don't want to shut them down or pretend that that's not what's going on, but we want to be so loving and compassionate and caring towards these insecurities instead of letting the fears run rampant. Um, just like we would behave with a child, you know, we would want to acknowledge our child's fears but not let that um, short-sightedness that comes with the inexperience of being a child shut down the possibility of the future. And of course, we as humans, we are the children of the universe, you know, and we can't see how much potential there is. And when you start to think about the vastness of the universe, wow, there's a, a, a tremendous amount of potential and possibility, an infinite amount. And, uh, we want to make sure that we don't let our short-sightedness dampen that 
opportunity, that possibility that is available to us. So remember, this could be a tough day, but it could also at the same turn of a turn of a hat be a very positive news day where um, the right messages can maybe come through the tension. Saturday the 20th, we've got the sun conjunct Pluto at the 29th degree of Capricorn and really the 17th through the 23rd of January are, we're really feeling the tension of these, of these, um, uh, transits with the Pluto shift. Um, it's a great time to break bad habits, to free yourself, especially regarding fear. And on Saturday, we've got the moon trining Pluto, the sun trining the moon and the sun entering into Aquarius. And we know Aquarius, this is about freedom that comes in sometimes a surprising and shocking way. This is about the maverick, the genius, the inventor. Um, and it's so, so intuitive, this sign. Um, but with a, a great sense of detachment too. And so this is a time to really break free from those old ideas the old way of doing things. Um, some of the ways I've done this in my life where I see it come up is when I was younger and I had a lot of pain from my family unit, not being really a family to me being in stark contrast to my family, you know, and being shunned and shamed and cut off from my family because of their religion on multiple occasions and, um, feeling really orphaned in the world. And, um, so this feeling of, of being orphaned would make me feel like I really wanted to have my own family, right. As I tried to heal this pain I felt, um, and thinking, well, what's the answer to not having a family? I guess having a family is the answer. And from when I was very young, really wanting to have a child and have a husband and um, just be in a family unit. And of course, because it was coming from such a deep place of wounding for me, it never materialized um, because I was very codependent and I couldn't, I couldn't have healthy relationships, the type of healthy relationship that, that would provide a healthy family for me. Um, and of course, when I started to really heal this aspect of myself, I realized that I didn't care about getting married actually. And I also didn't feel that I wanted to I didn't feel constricted that I needed to have a child on my own or that that was really even a goal for me. Um, in my mind, I feel like a mother to many people. I feel like I get to stretch that mothering um, muscle a lot. And that feels good. It feels good to care for people and to be... Um, to be that role. Uh, and of course, um, I've also been lucky enough to have a partner who has a child come into my life and to be able to, um, feel that that's enough too. Uh, but my whole point is that, um, 
some of the goals that I thought that I wanted that were coming from a place of fear, I really radically shifted out of those in a, in surprising ways. I was freed from the, um, intensity of needing to complete some of those goals as I worked on my own self-awareness and, and what I really truly desired when I started to desire from a place that wasn't my hurt. And I think that when we talk about Pluto in Aquarius, we also, we talk about freedom from these things, these desires that we think will make us happy, but actually come from a place of pain. And thus they never quite materialize the way that we would want them to, because we're always trying to build those goals from a place of pain and not from a place of it being intuitively right for us. I couldn't think of something worse for me as a person right now than if I were uh, caretaking a child 24-7 because, and that's not to say that that's not such a wonderful um, path for people to take, but I don't think I'd be able to get any of the creation stuff that I do done. Um, I don't think I'd have the time to go deep into myself to understand myself um, if I if I had that going on, not just myself, but my clients and things like that in my own work, you know, I don't think I'd be able to do it because you have to spend a lot of time alone and it's kind of like a monk life, you know, and it doesn't bode well with needing to care for something that needs your 24 hour attention. Um, and so my whole point of saying this is not to be like the way I'm doing it is right. The way I'm doing it is right for me. And that's about it. But what I'm saying is that the energy that we're entering into is going to really show us what we need to be freed from when it comes to, um, how we are building on our goals and what is going on with our goals. You know, what is really helpful for us? What's really in alignment for us? can't tell you how freeing it felt to me when I stepped into a place of letting go of that need to get married and have a child. It was like the biggest weight being lifted from my shoulders and just pure joy. And that's what really showed me that that was the right thing for me. But there might be other goals and stuff for other people that they're experiencing to do with their careers, their work, their lifestyle, whatever it might be, where they live, how they carry on in their lives. And um, this next chapter for us is about really living our own individual life as who we are and what we need personally. And it should feel like the weight of our control our controlling behavior is being lifted from our shoulders. So the 21st Sunday, Pluto is going to enter into Aquarius. And just this is such an important time for letting go of the fears that we have about our freedom. That's right. We have fears about our freedom, of how other people will deal with it, about how if it's okay for us to acknowledge the types of freedom that we desire And so we're going to be working with this and we're going to be working with this for 21 years. Something else that's coming up is next week on the 27th, 
Uranus is going to end its retrograde and turn direct. So not only are we shifting gears, Pluto into Aquarius, the sun into Aquarius, we also have Uranus, which is the natural ruler of Aquarius, um, shaking things up, literally shaking things up. Anything is possible when Uranus is in the mix. It's surprise. It's surprise. I personally, I hate surprises. If I know about them, if I know there's a surprise coming, I want to know what it is. Um, and as a natal Jupiter conjunct Uranus, uh, person, um, <laughs> I rarely know where the magic is going to come from. I just don't in my own life. I cannot foretell that I can, I can, I can see the energy trajectory for other people and I cannot see it for myself. It is always a complete surprise. I never know how things are going to turn out for myself. I always have to just, <laughs> um, expect to be that my expectations be exceeded. That is, that is really the way that I have to do it because, um, life is one big surprise. It's been a surprise for me when I've, um, hit certain milestones in my healing. It's been a surprise to me to meet somebody that I partnered up with. It's a surprise to me what I do in my life. This is a total fucking surprise. If you would have told me that I'd be doing this, 20 years ago, I'd say you're ridiculous. No way. <laughs> so Uranus is bringing in that element of surprise, but if we're not anchored into our bodies and paying attention, then sometimes it can feel like shock and not surprise because we need to be participating in our lives and not letting life drag us along, not paying attention to the choices we're making, inadvertently creating these cause and effect um, experiences for ourselves that create a shock in our life. So get grounded, pay attention, look and listen and hear and tune in with your senses to your life experience. And that way, you can participate in a surprise instead of experience a shock. And that's some of the best advice actually for this whole Pluto in Aquarius season that I could possibly give. Um, all right, friends, I want you to be safe this week. Get grounded again. Pay attention to the type of energy that you're sharing and putting in to the world and, uh, and being aware of yourself and responsible for yourself and protect yourself, protect yourself. Um, keep your vibration high. And, uh, I thank you for listening to this. Um, if you are interested in learning more about how these transits are affecting you and your chart, you want a more individualized report, you can purchase my uh, recorded personal birth chart readings um, from my website under astrology forecasts. We can look at relationships, romance. We can look at anything that you desire. You can send me questions or I can just, I mean, either way, send me questions or don't. I'm going to tell you about uh, the stuff coming up in your chart and how these major transits are going to really, you know, the themes for them for you 
what to focus on. And that's all available on my website, www.rebeccaconran.com. And it's uh, clickable in the show notes. Also, how are you enjoying these weekly energy reports? Do you have any questions or things you want me to focus on? Um, Please feel free to send me a short note about it. Um, And as usual, be aware that uh, emails are a form of energy. So yeah, just keep that in mind as you're uh, sending what you want me to discuss on here. So... I would love to hear from you and see how you're enjoying these weekly energy reports. Thank you so much to the patrons on Patreon who help support the availability of this through their donations. They help to pay for the hosting. If you'd like to support, you can send any amount uh, via Venmo at Rebecca-Conran, or you can um, become a patron on Patreon, which is also linked in the show notes. All right, friends, I will speak to you in the next era, which will be next week. All right, lots of love. Bye-bye.